This is Legacy Battle. Make sure you hit like and subscribe whatever you're listening on. I am Michael Adams, creator of Legacy Battle. My co-host tonight, the Gridiron Battle Zone, Brian King. we got a special interview here for you tonight. We're joined by, she's a professional golfer already at 18 years old. She played in her first tournament at six years old, and she started winning right away. She, she didn't take any time with that. She's got a great story to tell, and, and it's one that's just starting. So you're going to want to follow this girl's uh, career in the future here, but She's making us all proud here in the Tampa area. She's from Tarpon Springs, so it's awesome for us down here. We are joined by golfer pro Nicole Felci. Nicole, thank you for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, this is going to be fun. I, I, we've been talking you know, throughout the week about this, so I'm excited to finally have you on. So we're going to jump right into our interview. Brian will start us off. Yep. Okay, Nicole. So. Let's start back in the beginning. On July 18th, uh, 2010, at the age of just six, uh, you made your debut uh, playing in your first golf tournament. Were you nervous, uh, scared, excited? And, and okay. how did you get interested in golf at such a young age? Yeah, so actually, it happened on my sixth birthday, like you said. So I had okay. to but I had to make my parents make some rearrangements at Chuck E. Cheese that year. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I was mostly just really excited. I at that age, I was just like, just want to play, just want to go out there. Um, you know, I was with my my parents. My dad was caddying for me. So, um, but actually, it's a funny story of how I got started um, because my dad actually played uh, pro baseball in the minor leagues with the Braves. So naturally, he wanted me to be you know a softball player. Um, so I'll, I'll try to tell the story kind of quickly, but. Basically, I think I was like one or maybe almost one. And we were like a department store like Ross or like TJ Maxx. And um, my dad was looking for one of those like bat and like tea sets for kids. You know, like they can hit off the tea and baseball stuff. So he went to the toy section and he's looking, he's looking and he finds it. You know, it's there. It's the bat, the tea, all the like plastic balls. And right next to it is a little kid's plastic golf set. Um, and he was just like eyeing it, but he really wanted the baseball. And God spoke to him and told him to buy the golf clubs that were right next to the baseball set. And he kind of had a little like debate in the aisle with God. He's like, I don't know anything about golf. I don't even like golf. Why? <laughs> and God told him, he's like, I'm going to put people in your life and her life um, to help you with the journey. And he definitely has. Um, but he came back to the car. I was like, like I said, a toddler. And my mom was like, what's that for? My dad's like, I don't know. And he got home, threw it in the closet. I think he gave it to me for Christmas. And I have a picture that I, I probably should send you guys um, with me, like at the clubs and it's history. <laughs> the rest is history. It's just, it's crazy. And, and God was not wrong. He definitely did put people in my life um, throughout my whole career so far that really helped me in my journey. Right, so we, we, we established six years old. You start out... Uh, nine hole shooting 50s 40s 30s i mean 30s like three holes for me so that's pretty good but uh, do, do you remember that first win and and what you felt when you got that first win um, you know very little i do remember it like a little bit which is surprising but i think because i was just like so excited just didn't really even maybe get the magnitude of it yet um but i do remember it i do remember um i played with an older girl i think she was like eight or nine um so yeah at that moment it was really special um and to start at such a young age is a huge advantage too because I just learned so much so early and was able to put it towards 
my game like at a very young age was able to kind of progress it was very fast for me at a young age just to add to that question real quick mm -hmm. with your scores going down was that because you were getting more power or was it just more accuracy um probably more accuracy i was hitting more greens i was putting better i i just got better really fast and i found my swing coach that i'm with now when i was seven so she really it was a huge part in my scores getting lower and especially with my swing she really got me like hitting the ball straighter a little bit further so for sure but as a junior golfer you won 85 times uh over half of the events that you entered uh how were you able to have so much success at the junior level and and please tell us about this uh, future champions golf Callaway Junior World Championships, an event that you won at the age of twelve by an amazing record, twelve strokes. Yeah, that was quite the tournament. Um, but to answer the first part of the question, I I guess I really played a lot when I was a kid, like probably a couple times a month in tournaments, and I would practice every day. Um, but a huge part of my development was I played with older girls. So I was like seven playing with like 10, 11 year olds. And when I was 10, I was playing with girls my age, like 18. So playing with them made me like hit it further off the tee because they were so much bigger, so much older than me. And that really kind of skyrocketed my development at such a young age. Um, but for the tournament, that was probably one of my first like really – kind of wow this is it moment and in the junior level because I flew to California it was a three-day tournament you know I played like three or four practice rounds it was huge and there were a lot of a lot of girls in it from all around the world and that moment for me winning that tournament by 12 strokes and at 12 under par was kind of like I think this is what I'm meant to do this is what God created me to do because it was just kind of I, I remember it vividly but it just is such a blur it was such a cool experience and everything that came after that, you know, being in sports illustrated for that was really cool. And, but I, in California we played and it was, um, it was like a different climate. I'd never been there before. So it was warmer, it was drier air and the conditions were different. So it was, it was a really cool experience for me, especially being only 12 and winning it at such a large margin was definitely a blessing and really cool. Well, I understand that as you were growing up as a child and young adult, you, you had to try and like fit in getting an education uh, yeah. in with you know, trying to get as much practice as possible on the golf course and all those events. So how were you able to balance all of the, all of that responsibility? Yeah. So I, you know, I went to elementary school, basic, you know, in school, local school, and um, I was actually supposed to start virtual school, which I did. Um, I was supposed to start in sixth grade. Uh, I didn't like it <laughs> the first like week. So my dad put me in middle school for sixth grade and I went the whole year in school. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was very different than elementary school. And I found that it was hard for me to balance my practice because I wouldn't get out of school till like three and it was just a lot tougher. So I made the decision to go to virtual school full time. I started in seventh grade um, and I actually ended up graduating early. I graduated in 11th grade instead. So 2021. Um, and it was a sacrifice. I told people all the time, I said it was a massive sacrifice because I had to lose that social outlet, which I adored in school. So, um, but for me to be able to just wake up and go practice in the morning and come home and do school, it worked out perfect because I was able to really put a lot of my time and energy into something I really, really love, which is golf. And, 
you know, I had to really focus on school. Like the first couple of years, I kind of put it off a little bit and I struggled with like keeping up with it. But once I got the routine, I was able to really um, push through. And like I said, I graduated early. So I had to like do, I think I did like two maths in one semester <laughs> to get it done. So it was pretty crazy. But yeah, it was worth the sacrifice for sure. That actually answered a lot of my next question, so I'll go to the <laughs> next one after that. Uh, if I, I, think, I think I got this right. Your first pro event was at 14 years old? Yes. I was still an amateur, like, um, but I played amateur. Mm -hmm. So how did that first one go? What were, what were your nerves like? Uh, how did you finish? Yeah, it was so different. Um, it was very different. I think I finished uh, probably middle of the pack, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Um yeah, it was a different world because you're playing with pros. And they're, these are like minor league girl pros, so they were like super hungry, really dedicated to make it to the LPGA. So, but playing with them really showed me some things I had to clean up in my game and like in my prowess, if you will, on the golf course. You know, I was still a kid, <laughs> so I had to maybe mature a little bit out there, which I definitely did. And kind of being in the spotlight a little bit, like the winner's circle for my junior career, and then suddenly kind of being – the underdog being under the radar was kind of a little bit of a wake-up call kind of for me being like okay this is serious now this is it this is what I'm striving for you know so it was really cool to experience that at only 14 because I feel it gave me a huge advantage um, to see things I needed to adjust and have plenty of time to fix them. So you're now on the Epson tour, uh, which is a future developmental tour for the LPGA. Dream come true. Dream come true. Right. So how has that gone for you so far? And what kind of time frame is there usually before someone goes from that tour to the, the main tour? Right. So basically, you got to go to Q school. That's kind of the number one way to get status in general, especially on the LPGA. Um, so I went last year, went to stage one out in Palm Springs, which was unbelievable it was a really amazing experience and I played really well especially in the last day but I missed the cut to uh, day four by a shot so that was a little painful but um I ended up getting status anyway because I so I got Espen tour status and um so right now I don't have a lot of status so if I sign up for an event I'm like category I'm like in the lower categories so I do sometimes get bumped out like right now I'm signed up for one the first week of March in Winter Haven um, I'm on the alternate list, so hopefully I get bumped back in. But um, it's a process because it's all about status. So the better you play in Q school, the more status you get. And that's why it's so important to make sure you do well in Q school. Um, so this year I'm going to go back. Hopefully I'll make it to stage two, which is in Venice, not far from where we all live. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like, what's the process? It's, it's a little tricky because it's kind of like if – you're hot or not you have to be like kind of on if you're on you you make the cut you'll get status if not you gotta go back next year it's it's a long process and it you know it takes a lot of resources takes a lot of travel takes a lot of expenses all that um but i'm only 18 i'm young and to have my absent tour card is mind-blowing i don't believe it <laughs> i just got it like on the phone the other day so but awesome. i have time and i think right now i'm just working on getting better and getting a lot of experience and then hopefully by like when I'm 20 and I go back to Q school I'll make it all the way through to stage three and from hope to God <laughs> get my tour card because that's really the end goal that's really what I'm 
So you, you just said it, you're 18, but you're already a product ambassador. So uh, uh, tell us how yes. uh, Mizuno Golf got involved with you. Did they approach you? Did you approach them? Mm -hmm. like, tell us how that went down. That's a big oh company. Gosh. I mean, that that's one of the biggest in the world. I I still don't believe it. And it happened in like September of last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm on the staff for Mizuno and actually Titleist as well. Um, but I reached out to them. I reached out. I sent an email. Um to a lot of companies and I got with Mizuno and Titleist, but Mizuno was the huge one because uh, they they kind of made me more of an ambassador. Titleist kind of more on, like, on the player development program with them. So yeah, I reached out to them. I sent them my resume and told them like, I've been using Mizuno for years and I love them. And uh, yeah, they reached out and they were like, we want to give you, you know, we want you to be an ambassador for us. So I get all the soft goods uh, sent to me whenever I need. And it's just, it's amazing. It's its unbelievable. Like I just sent an email to my rep and I'm like, okay, I need gloves and stuff. She's like, okay, it'll be at your house in a couple of days. And sure enough, there it is. It's its mind blowing. its I've never dreamed of anything could happen like that. It's, it's just, it's its so cool. Poor, poor Brian and I got to go out and pay 20 bucks for our gloves. That ain't right. <laughs> hey, I'll send you some gloves you need. <laughs> <laughs> nice, we got a hook up now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh let me do a, ask a little strategy here so when you when you find that you have to play an event uh, at a course for the first time uh what is your approach in getting acclimated and familiar with that course and and also what is the toughest course that you've ever had to play at that's a great question i love that question um so every player is different you know they all do their own thing um, my dad and I, so we go on bluegolf.com and most courses are on there and we look at like the satellite images of the course and they have like this feature where you can like pick the yardages on the course. So like, for example, on hole one, if there's water, like 200 something yards out, we'll figure out how far it is to like the landing area and what yardage that is and what club I should hit. So we write all that down before I even see the course in person, we make our own like notebook. We go there and we put that plan into action. And sometimes it needs adjusting, but most of the time it's spot on. And I usually play two to three practice rounds uh, if I can before uh, the actual tournament, especially if it's more than one course, like at Q School. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a really it's a really in depth process for sure. Uh, but the hardest course I played that's ooh, no one's ever asked me that. That's a really good question. Man, I'd probably say, I'm going to think about that for a second. Have you played Oakmont up in? I haven't, no. Um, okay. My brother and I grew up like right right next to there. <laughs> I'd say, okay, I played at Pinehurst. I forget which course. I think it was maybe number seven. I don't know if that's a course. It's, I played when I was super young. That one was tough. Um, but the courses at a Q school were tough. The Dinosaur course, the one that LPGA plays on where they jump in the Poppy's Pond, I played that tournament, uh, that tournament course, and that was a tough course. So probably the ones at Q School, I'd say, but I loved them because they were playable for me, but they were still tough, tough courses. So you, you may not know the answer to this one yet, but where can people see you play from, uh, let's say, uh, May on, this May and on? Probably, okay, so the Epson Tour for sure. Um, hoping to get into a couple events there. And I also will be playing in the West Florida Tour, West Florida Golf Tour, um, and also the East Coast Women's Golf Tour. They just, like, rebooted. 
and I'll definitely be playing in a lot of those. Excellent. Well, if you want to see more of Nicole, uh, especially on this show, she is going to be filling in for us as a panelist on an upcoming show. So make sure you check that one out probably two weeks after this one. So keep that in mind, everybody. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on with us for this interview. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I <laughs> loved it. Awesome. Remind everybody, hit that like and subscribe button, and we'll see you all next time. Have a great night.